The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Jamie All Over. Today I am joined by my fellow Sugar Taco investor. We just got back from New York City together. She was the first guest of my live podcast. She's an actress, entrepreneur, a mom of two. Welcome to the show, Daniela Monet. Thank you, Jamie. I'm glad to be here. Were you vegan when you were on the set of Victorious? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was very vegan then. I was vegetarian at five and vegan around 10. I give myself a padded year for like transitioning because some things had eggs and milk in it and I didn't know. But yeah, definitely vegan around 10 or 11 years old. So it's been about 24 years now. And yeah, vegan on the set of Victorious. So how did that work out for you? Were they accommodating or did you have to kind of bring in your own lunches? So a little bit of both. I drove at the time. So like I could just go out for lunch and grab something or walk out. We were in the heart of Hollywood. So there were some options nearby or I would bring food. You know, I I made sure that Mm -hmm. my needs were met, but unfortunately, yeah, not as accommodating because being that it was like a kid's show, I think production really like played into that a little bit. And I I remember having a conversation with one of our line producers at the time. And I was like, hey, you know, and I wasn't the only one that was like vegan or vegan-ish at the time. My co-star Liz and Ari actually were both kind of eating the way that I was eating. And I made a comment and I said, hey, can we just clean it up a little bit? I don't know if it fell on deaf ears. It just wasn't the priority at the time. So at that point, Liz and I would like literally go out to like M Cafe for lunch. And, and it became really fun, actually. Wow. I did hear rumors that Ari, when you say Ari, you mean Ariana Grande. I did hear that she is vegan. I didn't know that your other co-star, Liz, also was or vegan-ish. I'd say they're both vegan-ish. Very cool. That's really nice that you had a little uh, vegan support group going on there. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. We're like usually the only ones, you know, in so a group true. or at a party or anything like that. So I saw your to-do list today because doing this podcast, I was tagged in it. Yes. (laughs) So I believe the first thing you said was you're going to work out. Yes. You mentioned you have a certain person at your gym. I don't know if I should cut this or not. I don't know if it's like a privacy thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. It's fine. Who is it? (laughs) Um, I met her. She lives out, I guess, by me. And I met her at the gym. Her name is um, Kimmy. She knows Tom Sandoval. I think her husband, her husband is in his band and they're very close. Okay, so Kimmy is Tom Sandoval's drummer's wife, and she works for Howie Mandel. Correct, yes. Has she divulged anything to you? Very little. She's so sweet. She actually had a baby not too long ago, so I think we had, like, the mom thing in common. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and she's strong as heck. Like she's such an inspiration in the gym, but like I haven't really crossed that line yet because you know, it's kind of a weird conversation to just bring up in the gym. But of course I've watched the show. I've been watching the show since day one. So I just think it's ironic that like all the way out in T.O. of all places, (laughs) she's got like a connection to this whole storyline. So funny. And that's kind of, I think, what started our conversation when we were in that speaker's room at the Vegan Women's Summit catching our breath. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, you're watching Vanderpump Rules like you actually know what's going on. So you're kind of up on all of it. So what is your take on the whole scandal? Ooh, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I don't know where to start, really. I think that it's really unfortunate the way that things panned out. I hate this for Ariana. And I can't even imagine like that kind of deceit and just like trauma and just feeling that rug just pulled beneath your feet. It's just another thing that like is hard to even fathom. And then in regards to like Tom and do you call her Rachel or Raquel? I still call her Raquel because Rachel just seems so weird to me, okay. but I feel like I, sh- I should start saying Rachel. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me. It's, I'm like, I know her as Raquel because I've watched the show. Yeah. It's so wild, Jamie. Like it's so wild to see that people can do that in like, the real world and it's not like truly made up they are literally the producer's dream totally and you just hit on something it's a producer's dream so it's like on one hand we're all like this is awful this is terrible we feel terrible for ariana but then on the other hand they're all on a show and they have the highest viewership that they've ever had yeah it's such a weird little balancing act of the two things it's like yeah I'm sure they're happy about the viewership but not about what brought it in perhaps totally I have a question since you you know obviously are connected to them Mm -hmm. at one point I'm sure that well Ariana at least can walk away from this knowing that like you know how people say everything happens for a reason I think for a long time it wouldn't make any sense and you can't necessarily justify that statement but at this point looking in it feels like everything happened for a reason she is getting all this like attention and glory and like people are supporting her and again from a viewer's perspective like Ariana was never really like the thick of the plot she never had like a crazy storyline or anything along that so it's like nice to see that she has her moment and she's really like shining and you can see her real true colors coming out and she's just you could tell she's so good natured and she represented herself so well throughout the entire finale I was blown away by like her poise and even that conversation with Tom where it got heated obviously and she's like screaming but at the very end you could tell she's just hurt you know and that's just a real true like right. human reaction and it was nice to see her you know she really never gaslit him she never really she could have said so much more and it was really refreshing to just see mm-hmm. like a good-natured human be in a situation that she didn't ask for and she was really honest yeah i agree and again it goes back to like that weird thing because it's like this is probably the best but also the worst way it could have happened to her because on the best side of it it's like yes she has the world's support and she's getting all of these opportunities on the worst side of it it's like yeah you're still going through the hardest thing in your life in a public way so it definitely must be very difficult for her I remember I was with her at watch what happens live and I think it was just her and I at one point in the green room and I said to her I'm like you know you've really handled this with such grace I don't know that I could say I would have behaved in this manner. She's never said one bad word about him online, on social, and even in interviews. I just saw her on The View and she's still like, she doesn't really badmouth him or put him down in any way. And I'm like, you're handling this with such grace. 
I give her so much credit. On the flip side of that, it's not to say that that's the right way to do it or that's the wrong way if someone else has not handled it this way. Everyone grieves in their own way. But I do admire the way that she's handled all of this. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can ask me questions, but I don't have the same connection to them. I'm just like truly just a viewer, just in awe of all of this. But I'm, of course, just curious as to like where things stand today. Between her and Tom? Or yeah. And like, Raquel I guess or... like it's rattled the entire dynamic of that cast, you know, and friendship right. group. So I'm just curious, do you have any like updates as to how Tom is? I mean, I'm not super worried about him because it sounds like via Instagram that he's kind of his own world and then like how Raquel is yeah. and I guess where things stand today. Yeah, I mean, you know, something that I didn't really totally get into when I mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, but I found out that after I did my team Sheena podcast episode, someone had spoken with Sandoval and he said that I'm dead to him after doing that episode. Wow. I didn't really go into detail of that, but basically someone that I know went to hear him out when this person was at Sandoval and Ariana's house to hear him out is when he said this about me. On top of it, he also received a phone call from Raquel. And he said, I have to get this because she only has her phone for 30 minutes a day. She truly is at a mental health facility and I have to answer this or else I won't be able to talk to her today. That's the point where I knew, one, I don't think Tom still is taking any responsibility for what he's done if he could have the audacity to say I'm dead to him for doing a podcast episode about the shit that he has done. Zero responsibility for that. And we saw that also play out with the way he spoke to Ariana in the finale when they sat down and talked. But then on top of it, it did make me say, okay, maybe... Raquel really is in a facility, and I hope she is. I hope she is getting whatever mental health treatment she needs. So that's what I know so far. A lot of people are saying they don't think she really was in a mental health facility. They think it's more of like a resort. So I don't know for sure. But because of that situation is what makes me think I think she was. And it also makes me think when I was sitting there watching the finale, watching Sandoval yell at Ariana and come in like all moody and acting like this is her fault and saying like she didn't respect him. It's like, no, no, it has nothing to do with respect. What I think is he thought that Raquel was admiring him and acting like this almost like a groupie. And I've seen it play out in my relationship where my ex cheated on me with someone who was enamored with him. And he said the same things to me. He acted the same way. Oh, you don't respect me. She respects me. It's like, no, she's kissing your ass because this is all new. Also, you know, when you're just getting together with someone, that dopamine is running high. And it's like he's after that feeling and he doesn't understand that Things change as you're with anyone for an amount of time. He really needs to realize, like, you can't keep chasing that high with cheating with other people. You know, you have to understand that love evolves. So that's kind of how I feel about that scene in the finale. Yeah. A few things came to mind. It is so strange, and I don't know if you agree with this, like, it is so strange talking about the intricacies of, like, other people's lives that I have, I don't know at all. I've never done a recap of a show, let alone a reality show, and it's so interesting because these are, these are real people that lived through this. Stuff like this, I'm sure, happens all the time, but because we're all so invested, it just feels so much bigger, and it gives us this, like, weird permission to, like, speak on it as if we, like, know them, even though we're seeing, like, a legit percentage of this 
play out in our lives. And then also just to dive a little bit into like what you just said, that dynamic, take Tom and Raquel out of the equation, like hearing your personal story as well. It's really sad that people can be in a relationship for what feels like the wrong reasons to like feel good about themselves. Right. He said that. He even said she gave me confidence. Yeah. And that's so sad. And and to be honest, back to Tom, like he now has a band. This is a great avenue for someone who needs to feel that dose of, I guess, like serotonin or whatever you want to call it, dopamine from like other from an outside source, you know, because yeah. now he can stand on the stage and people can praise him and he'll feel like he's worthy, which again, he should look into because that too can die. You know what I mean? You hear rock stars all the time say, right. artists all the time say that they lose their sense of power and confidence and self esteem. And you never want to rely on an outside source for that. What I love so much yeah. about what Ariana was saying and what broke my heart the most was when she was literally in tears saying, I've been your ride or die. Like when you had nothing. And we were in this together. Mm -hmm. It's like, there is nothing more beautiful than that, truly, in a relationship. To be with someone from like, it didn't matter what their lives looked like, like what they had, like the, the you know, whatever. It didn't matter. It mattered that they loved each other and they connected from just like a very organic place and were able to like go through life. And in the best of ways, they grew apart. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve her. Like, you know, they're supposed to figure themselves out without one another. Just from a human perspective, what you said is so right. It's like you need to get that from an inside source, that confidence and that self-love. You can't expect your partner to be the one to give that to you. And if you're not getting it from them to then blame them and use that to justify cheating on them and betraying them. Yeah, no, there's really no justification. Obviously, we know this, like as a human being, you just don't do that to another person. It's just unfortunate how it played out and how long it played out for. But again, like, this shit happens. <laughs> this shit happens. It does happen. And it's so it's such a good, I guess, like in a weird way, a reminder to us all to like, be present enough, check in with your spouse, have these conversations that, you know, may seem uncomfortable, but ultimately get you better, like insight in, into where people are at. And unfortunately, like, I mean, I, I don't know if Ariana really didn't see this coming or if she was as surprised as we all were. But I would hope that there are some sort of telling signs along the way. On that note, I said to Sheena, we were watching one of the episodes where it was right before her wedding and there was that initial dinner, there was this scene where Ariana snapped at James and she was yelling at him for fighting with Brock's friend earlier that evening. When I watched that scene back, I turned to Sheena and I said, you know what? She may not have known about the affair, but I recognize that behavior because that is how I acted when my ex first started cheating on me. And it's because mm. the energy changes, but you don't know what it is. Maybe you feel like you're losing something or you're confused or you don't feel that same connection with your partner anymore. Whatever it is, but you don't have answers. You don't even know the cause of it. You may even feel like you're going a little crazy for thinking these things. And I just recognize that in the moment. And I'm not saying like that's where she was at, but it did feel very familiar to me, mm. you know, and then, you know, her going through his phone, she did say it was women's intuition to make her look through his phone. Yeah. So I'm sure she felt something off, the connection being off. But 
I'm also sure she had no idea that it could have been this. Not this. You know what I mean? Like this is like another level. Your best friend, like someone that you confided in number of times, just right under your nose. It's it's truly like it's unbelievable. Yeah. And going back to the wedding, this was also just a memory that was recently triggered because of on Watch What Happens Live, Ariana mentioned that Raquel sent a letter to their house. Wait, was it to Tom? I'm confused. It was from... It was to Tom from Raquel sent to their house. Ariana saw it. She recognized Raquel's handwriting and Ariana said she never opened it because it's illegal to open someone else's mail. Wait, why is anyone sending anyone like a written... This I'm so confused. Do you know any backstory on this? We don't know what it said. No idea. But why a letter? Like... I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, was it a letter breaking up with him? Like, Yeah, but, like, why, like, not an, a voice note? I don't know. I mean, maybe it goes back to, like, her only having her phone for 30 minutes a day. Oh, you're saying this was a recently. This was somewhat recently. I see. I see. She sent a letter because she never phoned. I gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. We, we don't even really know what the heck is going on with her phone. Someone else said they saw her join an Instagram live and they saw her name there. So mm. they knew that she did have her phone. But again, it could have just been that 30 minutes a day. And also the whole letter thing triggered a memory of mine from Sheena's wedding, which was I got this journal book and I had all of the bridesmaids write a letter to her in it. And I went around and I got everybody's little letter, but I couldn't find Raquel. And I remember she was the last person and she had to do it after the fact or something. I'm like, Raquel, I still need you to to write your letter in there. And that's because she was late on the day of the wedding Mm. because she was probably, well, as we know, she was with him. So now I'm just so curious. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she wrote in that book. I don't think I read what anyone else wrote. So now I'm curious. It's like, Raquel, what did you possibly write to Sheena on her wedding day after you just got back from banging Tom Sandoval. Oh my gosh. It's so (laughs) weird because like it's hard. I'm just always trying to put myself in everyone's shoes and I'm thinking like I think genuinely in Raquel's mind she never saw this coming. I think she genuinely Mm -hmm. believed that some like this would blow over or that like they would just keep it a secret for possibly eternity. I don't know but like I think she genuinely did believe because her relationship with from what I can tell with Sheena and Ariana did seem genuine. It literally is baffling because it's hard to imagine someone in their right mind doing this behind someone's back that you genuinely care about because from what I could tell, she did care for them. Yeah. It's almost like dual personality something or another. Like where like who she was with him was like a different version of her than who she was with these girls. And she had no remorse because who she was with these girls was not the same person. And, you know, perhaps she still doesn't know who she is. So she's just playing different characters. It's coming out now that Sheena and Jax, multiple people have witnessed her memorizing lines before she would film Mm. or before she would do reunions. So she was memorizing a script that she wrote for herself. That's not reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I hate to say this and it may not be well received, but like I'm an empath and I feel bad for her. I really am sorry for her. I, Mm -hmm. I I hate that this happened in general, but I hate that 
the future for her is going to be a long, if she's willing to address a lot of things or just be with herself to figure out who she is. It's a long journey and it's a rewarding one, but it's full of so much self-discovery and a lot of apologizing and a lot of accountability. It's not easy. And I think that, yeah, it's like, I know that the whole world is super black and white with this situation and the facts are the facts and they're hard. They're, they suck. But we're dealing mm-hmm. with like real people here too. And whether she was in her right mind or clearly probably not, this is still someone who now has to deal with herself in this world that like is kind of a scary place to be. Like if you are quote unquote canceled. I think I could say it by now. I did allude to the fact that Hulu is doing a documentary on Scandaval. I and Kale were interviewed for it. He and I had slightly opposing opinions on Raquel. And you just said, you know, what you said may not be well received. This is kind of a thought that I've had recently because what I said during that interview, and I don't know how much of that will even air or if this would even be aired, but I was like, you know what, if she is in a mental health facility, I hope she is and I hope she gets the help that she needs. Kale kind of took the stance. She's lying. This is all for sympathy. She's manipulating everyone. So he and I definitely had slightly different views on it. And who knows what's right and who knows what's wrong. And he has every right to feel that way after being completely betrayed by her as well. But I did have that thought. I'm like, oh, my gosh, people might not receive me saying this well. They might be like, is she a Raquel sympathizer, you know? Yeah, but that's so sad. I get where everyone is. Once you cross a line and you've been a victim of that situation, it's really easy to just draw the line in the sand. And that's totally healthy to say, this is my boundary. I don't need to be friends with you and I'm not going to side with you. Right. But I think also it's okay to still hope that that person figures it out. I think it's yeah. perfectly okay to hope that that person is okay. Yes. And to not want any harm. Yeah. 100%. Everyone outside of Tom and Raquel right now look like the bigger people anyways. So look like the bigger people and just walk away with your head held high and live your life the best way that you can and hope that those two figure it out for themselves. Another piece of information that I had kind of makes me, I don't want to use the word sympathize, but I'll explain to you what happened. You can tell me your take on it. But You're familiar with the way Ariana found out, finding that video of Raquel and Tom on FaceTime. So supposedly, Tom took that video without Raquel's consent. And when I heard that, I was like, wow. And then I heard him on the finale say, normally I would delete something like that. So how many other times did you do that, Tom? Normally, that is a tricky word to just say so casually. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it's a sticky situation. And it's hard because everyone's paying such close attention. And it's really like every word lands. We're just hanging on for dear life, just paying attention to all the details. So, I mean, hearing that is kind of tricky because, and and Sheena's alluded to it. And honestly, when they were going back to that scene where it was like a flashback, Tom and Ariana were working the bar and the girl was like claiming that Tom had had sex with her. And he was like, no, I didn't. And Ariana literally gets up and like, stands up for him. And I don't know that I could be a big enough person to stand up for my boyfriend who's literally being like yelled at. Good on her, I guess. Well, well, first of all, that girl, Miami girl, was vindicated because he did admit that he slept with her. Wow. Kristen was the one who was kind of trying to make Ariana realize, like, hey, he cheated on you. Kristen flew that girl from Miami to the restaurant. That's why she was there in the restaurant to confront Tom. That was an ambush orchestrated by Kristen. I'm curious what you think of Kristen coming back for the finale. 
I think the the support was 100% there. And I think Ariana needed that. Like that was such a full circle moment for both of them because she'd been on the flip side of that to some regard. They were able to really like come together and be there for one another. Yeah, I definitely think she needed that. And she's she's sad that her friend's support is, you know, one of the things that kind of pulled her through this. So I feel like in that case, whatever it takes to get your friend the support that they need. For sure. So what do we think about Schwartz? He's now admitted that he knew about one time happening in August. But then we see, you know, oh, did they possibly go on double dates? Schwartz and Joe and Sandoval and Raquel. End of January, they all went on a trip together. I mean, he definitely was in a difficult position. Do you think he did the right thing? Do you think he should have spoken up sooner? What do you think about Schwartz and all of this? Ugh, I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that where you're being like called to do the right thing, but like your friend is at risk. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that he didn't know. I think that the right thing would have been to have said something to the girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe not necessarily Ariana right away, but at least to Katie, like confide in Katie. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he knew if he told Katie, she would have told Ariana immediately. Let's say like he's closest with Tom. He doesn't want to go right to Ariana because that seems mm-hmm. unconventional or like just doesn't seem like the right thing to do at that time. But if he goes and confides to Katie, he knows that it will get out and make it look like it right. wasn't like on purpose. But ultimately, he wanted it to get back to Ariana without it looking like it was his fault. Because I think that Schwartz doesn't come off as some, we know he's not confrontational, like he doesn't want to have the blame put on him. And he loves Tom. And that's great. But if you love Tom, like, this is way worse and it could have been mitigated or at least exposed in a different way earlier on and been far less than where we're at today. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really interesting take and a a really good way to let it out but not be directly telling Ariana. Yeah. Well, like Raquel says, woulda, coulda, what'd she say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, no, woulda, shoulda, coulda, <laughs> woulda, coulda, shoulda. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> And that scene, by the way, oh, my gosh, all the okay, the up lights, the purple lights in her apartment when Sandoval came over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're smiling and they're laughing about it. I was so uncomfortable. What is going on here? I was so so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Like it was so weird to watch that because it was like what you didn't want to see that you kind of could have imagined in your head. But then all of a sudden it's playing out in front of your eyes while you just came off of this fiery scene with like Ariana. And it was just hard to even watch that. I think in her mind, it was going to be this romantic scene like, hey, we said we wouldn't do this unless it was worth it. This like beautiful scene in her mind that they're finally coming together. And then it's like he couldn't even kiss her on camera. He didn't say he loved her, but she thought he did. But then he had to say, oh, I love you too. I was just cringing through the whole damn scene. Yeah. It's like watching a train wreck because you're just watching her go, wait a second, but what happened? You know, like, what do you not understand? Like the whole world is spiraling right now. Maybe it's like, I don't know, disassociation. Yes. I don't know if I'm using that term correctly, but I feel like that's what she was doing. No, a hundred percent. This is a great example of disassociation. I think she does that in most cases because she's really good at just sort of turning off her emotions, the stressful emotions. Right. You know, everyone's saying there's like this reunion shocker and they're speculating it's because Raquel is pregnant. Oh, are you kidding? I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's the latest thing. (laughs) 
Oh my God, Jamie, <laughs> you cannot write this. You absolutely can't write this. I have a couple theories about what okay. is this reunion bombshell? Because basically this is what happened. So one of the executive producers, Alex Baskin, went on another podcast and he said, you know, we were going to start casting and start filming season 11 right away. But there's a reunion bombshell that not everyone on the cast knows yet. No, I literally got full body chills. <laughs> He said they need to see this before they decide if they want to come back for season 11. And I'm like, what the hell could that be? Are you kidding me? When is this reunion? It's three Three episodes. First one is this week on Wednesday. We're doing a reunion viewing party if you'd like to come. Oh, my god! watch it with us. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, so I don't think the bombshell comes out till the third. So as of now, so this is a live thing, the the bombshell is going to be live. Like nobody knows at this point. Oh. Is that true or is has... Well, I didn't think that. So basically the reunion has already been filmed. Okay, gotcha. And they're playing it in three parts. I was like, well, people are speculating. They're like, okay, well, Andy had private one-on-one conversations with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel. So anything said in those conversations, it's probable that the cast still does not know. Gotcha. Unless they were informed by the person who said it. But I'm kind of going along with this timeline with the Raquel pregnancy. And I'm like, well, she definitely could not have been pregnant at the reunion. So I was like, if it is that she's pregnant, it would have to be something that she filmed after the reunion. And they're just showing a clip of it with her announcing that. And that's the only way that a pregnancy could make sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This just doesn't seem real. Most people close to this situation do not think that that's what it is. What do they think it is? I haven't asked. Okay, gotcha. Whoa. So wait, so that means that you're saying that Alex, did you say his name is Alex, the producer? Yeah. Okay, did he say Mm -hmm. on the podcast that like as of now, like current day, they don't know or they knew on the third part of the reunion? As of now, the cast, some of the cast does not know, he said. Yeah. Okay. So I will be watching as the viewers do, and we will be finding out all together. Totally. It is. Wow. This is so interesting. It's so weird how it's <laughs> at like other people's lives expense. I feel like from what I've heard on podcasts from like the cast and stuff, everyone is in a pretty decent like headspace in terms of like this being their life. And like they've put a lot on TV before. And like, even though this is such a big scandal, they seem pretty diplomatic with it, which makes me feel better about like diagnosing it. Because like I said, I've never done a recap. And it's like the last thing you want to do is like put something out and comment on this like show, but they are real people and like people become offended. But the truth is, it sounds like there's really not much that can be said that really would offend anyone at this point. Well, I mean, I've already said enough to the fact where I'm dead to Sandoval. So I right. guess it doesn't matter what so. I say from this point. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I've never done a recap episode before either. So when we were discussing it, I'm like, you know what? That's interesting. I've never done it. Let's give it a shot. But yeah, I would always have the same reservations that you're having now. And it's like, these are real people, but not only are they real people, some of them are my friends. So it's very bizarre for me to be recapping things. Or if I can add additional details, how much more can I add? What do I need to keep private? So it's always a very strange balancing act. Since this whole scandal broke, I've done several episodes on it and admittedly feel a little uncomfortable doing it. But also I know this is what you guys want. This is what you're asking for. So I do want to give the listeners what they want. But I also want to make sure that I'm doing all of the other content that I still 
typically do on the show. But I was very happy to do the recap with you because I think it's so interesting to get an outsider's perspective who's just, you know, you're watching it as a viewer. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting to hear your thoughts on everything. And plus the way that you think, like you're, like you said, you're an empath. You're not here just like bashing people or making fun of people. So I really respect your opinion on all of it as well. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I I don't hold back. So, you know, sure, I'll preface certain things with like, I am an empath or, but at the end of the day, like my opinion is pretty straightforward. I think it's a pretty messed up situation. I really do hope everyone comes out of this unscathed at some point in in time, like in, in a perfect world, people would apologize so deeply and come to this realization that they we're just not in their right mind and they have so much work to do. And that would be ideal. And Ariana, I think, is going to thrive and be, I can't wait to check out her sandwich shop. Like, I can't wait to support her the mm-hmm. way that everyone's been supporting her. And it's got to be so hard for you, too, because you do have like personal relationships with everyone and the whole world is just like <laughs> digging for gold right now. Like, mm-hmm. what can you share? And it's just weird. It's like, I, yeah, yes. I don't know how you draw the line there. It's hard. And I question everything. I'm like, did I say too much? Do I need to cut this? I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard. I don't I never want to offend my friends. I never want them to feel like I am crossing a boundary with them or revealing something I shouldn't be. I think I have a good take on like what's OK to say and what isn't. But it's definitely a little it's a tightrope. Totally. So you <laughs> you just mentioned the sandwich shop, something about her. Did you see the episode where I was showing Ariana and Katie, a potential location yes, for the sandwich shop. and I know exactly where that location was. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> that was going to be ours at one point. <laughs> yes. It's right across the street from Sherman Oaks Sugar Taco. Yeah. And that's how I knew it existed because we were considering that space. Yeah. That was so funny. I was like, wait a second. I know this girl and I know that location. <laughs> and this is like so much coming together at one time. Um, they didn't love that location, obviously, right? That location would have been great if they wanted to be in the Valley. And the Valley definitely has its perks, as we know, because we have a location for Sugar Taco there. And it's a different demographic than West Hollywood would be. And I think it was a perfect location for us since we already had one on Melrose, like in the heart of, you know, the Hollywood, West Hollywood area. So for us, it made sense to do one in the valley. And they're in the valley, right? Don't they live in the valley? Well, she's mentioned a couple of locations that she wants to move to, none of which are Valley Village. But yes, at the time, they both lived in the valley, in Valley Village. And so, you know, if that's what they were looking for, that would have been a great location. But they ended up going with the one that was right in WeHo, right next to the other spots owned by LVP. So I think that was actually a really smart move on their behalf as long as their rent is not insane. Who knows? I don't know what rent they're paying there, but I'm sure that they've figured it out and worked it out and it made sense for them. So I think for the viewers, I think that's great because they can hit all those spots on one trip. And it is so cute. Ironically, I never go into the city now because we live in Agora and it's like too much of a drive. But I was there one day and I was actually at a PR firm literally two doors down. And I was like, wait a second, this looks so familiar. And it is so, it has such good energy. Like I walked by there and I was like, oh, 
I'm not even a city girl. Like I don't really spend time over here, but I can see how this has great energy. It got great light. The street is so walkable. Like there was good vibes for sure. Yeah, I think they'll do really well there. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy for her. Yeah, you know, part of that scene that got cut, I was asking them if Lisa Vanderpump would be an investor with them. Mm. And the whole thing got cut. But like it has me thinking, why hasn't she invested in the women? Wait, so she didn't? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think so, but... Yeah. No, at the time of filming, she didn't. And I said, well, why don't you ask her? You know, she might not just volunteer that. If that's something that you want, you should go, you know, you should go after it and ask her. And they were like, if she wanted to, she would have you know, mentioned it and they didn't. I mean, they're right. Okay. (laughs) It's weird. It's like, they're right. Well, no, you're right to, I agree with you, Jamie. Like you should totally just ask for what you want because chances are they would ask her and she would probably think about it. And she'd likely say, yes, it's a great opportunity for her. makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. But I also feel like if I were in their shoes, they obviously have been pretty transparent about them raising money and not wanting to put a ton of skin in the game of their own. They've said it many times to her and she's never volunteered. So that is weird but honestly it's kind of like it's fine like it's Lisa's loss like they're gonna be so fine I have this gut instinct that they are going to do so well anytime you talk about the idea of a sandwich shop around pretty much there's I can't think of one that I would go and frequent the subway and Quiznos days are done <laughs> like mm-hmm. like this is so needed it's a great little white spot and it's gonna be so beautifully done and so conscious I love the idea for them absolutely and I hear that their vegan sandwich is amazing. So you and I will have something to eat there. I know. I was going to ask you if you had any influence on that recipe. I did not. No. They invited me to that opening, that tasting party that I think was in the second to last episode. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of going through my hermit phase at that point. And I was was just kind of declining everything. And I think from like Labor Day on, I just did not want to go do anything. So I said no to that. But I kind of regret it because I do want to I, I wish I tasted that vegan sandwich because I hear it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, sh- I'm sure I will have it in the future. And maybe the plant butchers can supply them their plant-based meats if they want For to real. expand their vegan menu. That would be incredible. I just want to finish that finale recap by saying Sheena's scene, the closing scene. Sheena, you killed it. She did so good. She said, I think, everything that everyone else wanted to say to him. And I just want to give her some credit for that. I think she's redeemed in a lot of people's eyes as well. You know, you hear a lot of people what they say about her. And now what I'm seeing is a lot of people are like, get yourself a friend like Sheena. And it's so true. She's one of my best friends. So I'm so glad she had that moment. Totally. It's so funny that you said she redeemed herself because I've been watching the show since the beginning and I look at all of them as like the ebbs and flows where I like don't, I can't really pinpoint certain situations where I've thought less of them, except for maybe this one scandal, like is probably going to be the most memorable. But outside of that, I think Sheena is really kind of a badass. And I love that in that conversation, she pulled the mom card and she said, excuse me, like you have to go. I'm taking care of my daughter now. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, girl, you said what you needed to say and back to your life. She not only was making dinner for her daughter that night, but she was making a vegan dinner for me and then a non-vegan dinner for our two other friends and Brock That's helped so out. Cool. Yeah, so Sheena invited me, our friend Jenna, and her other friend Natalie over for dinner. So we had gotten there right after she filmed with Sandoval, and she was like, I didn't even bother wearing mm. makeup for this scene because I just knew I was going to cry. 
the whole time. So I felt it was so hard for her. So difficult to basically break up with your friend that you've been friends with for 14 years. I can't imagine being in that situation, but I think she just handled it really well. And yeah, I mean, there wasn't much else she could do or say. Like, I think it was pretty understood that she was siding with Ariana and I'm sure he respected that. I think she wants to get you on shenanigans. Oh my gosh, I would love to go on shenanigans. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so I got a couple listener questions. Okay, I love it. It feels like I'm just on the phone with you. I forgot we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, let's get into the listener questions. Okay. Shabana319 wants to know, did Kristen and everyone know about Miami Girl? So we kind of addressed this a little bit. And yes, Miami Girl did happen. He did hook up with her. So did Kristen and everyone know? I don't know. I don't know who knew, but I knew that some people knew and were covering for him. And it was a discussion to be like, well, we don't want you to look bad. We'll cover for you. Wow. Yeah. There's some thick bonds in this group. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. San Diego tour wants to know, what do you guys think about the fake tears slash hyperventilating? I'm so glad this person asked. I already know what you're going to (laughs) say. Oh, you're an actress. You could tell, can't you? It's overwhelming when I see it coming. And it's unfortunate because, again, like trying to play devil's advocate and being empathetic, like I am sure he is feeling a flood of emotion. But unfortunately, my gut tells me he's feeling it for the wrong reasons. He is so consumed over the idea of maybe his image and what's happening in real time that like, it's so much coming in at once that he just literally has to play this role of how devastated he is in order to hopefully gain whatever sympathy he might be able to gain. And and I get that, like, for instance, the scene with Lisa, I get that she wanted to console him in that moment. But it was also weird to watch it because we had already seen so much damage done already. And then to him go Uh to her and also get her sort of like, she did the best she could, but there was still some sympathy there. Like what she should have said, what I would have loved to have seen her said is Tom, take a deep breath, stand up or like puff your chest and friggin' do what's right. Handle what you have to handle. Yeah. Instead of saying like, I think she said time will get better. It'll get easier. It's like, no, it's not going to get anything unless you like show up for what you need to show up for. A hundred percent. And also that thing, like you're not a bad person. You just did a bad, a bad thing. thing yeah. What exactly is a bad person then? Because I think what he did was pretty damn bad. And that's his character. That is his person. No? No, I agree. I think that I understand the sentiment of what she was trying to say. She was trying to basically just, I don't know, help him in that moment. But I think what she probably should have said was what you did was bad. And how you're acting is bad. You are actually, it's like, what what do people say all the time? Like, it's not what you say, it's what you do. It's like actions speak louder than words. Get off of your whatever you're feeling in this moment and start to act on the way that you should be acting to prove to other people like where your heart really is because no one's going to believe you until you show up. The action that I think you'd be referring to is bettering yourself and learning from what you did and taking responsibility and showing that you truly are sorry through your actions, not through these hyperventilating tears. Yeah. There's only so much that people will feel from someone feeling like sorry for themselves because that's what I felt like he was feeling rather than like sorry for others and what he's done. I felt like he was just being sorry for himself. 
yeah, feeling sorry that the whole world hates him right now and mm-hmm. his image is completely trashed more than what he actually did. 100%. And the Yelp reviews. He was more apologetic to Schwartz about the bad Yelp reviews mm-hmm. than he was when he was sitting down with Ariana. It's a lot that's coming for him in this moment. And I can understand how overwhelmed he is. Not really, but I would imagine he's incredibly overwhelmed. His best friend, he's let him down. His entire business that this entire season has been built around is literally crumbling. Everyone who's involved in that is affected. His relationship, his home, everything has changed. All his friendships are completely upside down and all of it really came to a head. But I think if we look at back to what we were saying about disassociating, I feel like he's simply disassociating with all of these different avenues because it's so overwhelming to actually deal with what he's done and approach it head on. And so I think he'll just perform. (laughs) He'll just go and by perform, I mean, he'll just like go and sing and lose himself Mm -hmm. until he realizes that what really happened and it lands. Or maybe he never will. My ex who I referred to earlier, like when I felt similar emotions coming from Sandoval in that scene with Ariana that I've felt and heard from my ex when we would discuss his cheating that he never actually admitted to. To this day, many, many years later, he still has not been able to really apologize to me for what he did or fully admit to me what he did. And it's still a blame game and justification. So there's a possibility Ariana will never get that closure from him. I think she's doing a wonderful job getting that closure for herself. Because I don't know if she can really expect that from him. But on the flip side of it, I did think very highly of him and never saw this coming. I hope that there actually is some good in his heart. And sometimes I need to talk about things to kind of figure out how I truly feel about it. And how I feel right now is that I I do hope that both of them just get the help that they need. Totally. And it's so weird because like as a reality show viewer even though everything feels so blown up right now, everyone like somehow, just like life, moves on in one way or another, in one direction or another. The show goes on and it's wild to think that that's even plausible for this specific scandal. But I wouldn't be surprised if this time, I don't know, even next year, we're sitting here talking about how we can't believe what's happening now. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't even think that far. <laughs> and hopefully oh it's god. not okay, with gonna... you involved. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Yes. Let's move on to the next question. Sneeves333. Has Rachel reached out to Sheena to apologize for that bullshit temporary restraining order? Quick answer, no. Wow. Is there anything that we can tell the listeners? I know we didn't really hit on your kinder beauty box. Mm. If you want to just give a little plug for that, how they Thank can you. find that. Sure. Yeah. Kinder Beauty Box is a subscription box company that I founded with two partners, Ivana Lynch and Andrew Bernstein, which is curated, clean, vegan, cruelty-free beauty boxes, all beauty, self-care, personal hygiene, that sort of thing. But we've also sort of spread our wings and now do a lifestyle box, which is quarterly called the Kind Box. In addition to that, we just launched our first product of our own, which is like a Made by Kinder series. And our first products are these serums. We have a vitamin C serum. We have a hyaluronic acid serum. We have a bacuchial serum, which is like a 
really clean, natural version of retinol. And Mm. out of everything we've ever done, Jamie, I am obsessed with our serums. So much so we launched in February, middle of February. They're like decent sized bottles. Okay. So they're like comparable to like a SkinCeuticals. We literally have pretty much the exact same ingredients minus all the junk that SkinCeuticals has. So we have like a cleaner version with higher doses of vitamin C. Anyways, it's a really great product. And I've gone through probably five bottles of it because now Andrew and my husband's addicted and we both literally just soak our faces in it. I need to get my hands or my face rather on all of those. (laughs) I'll either send you some or I have a little code I can give you. You can use. Amazing. And how can everyone else find it? Is it all within the Kinder Beauty Box website or how how do they find it? You can just go to kinderbeauty.com or I think kinderbeautybox.com works as well. You can find us on Instagram. Yeah, check us out. Boxes are about $25 a month if you're interested in a beauty box are kind lifestyle boxes are a little bit more but they're a quarterly box and you get really nice great full size everything's full size lifestyle products so tons to offer and you guys just have to check out the serums if nothing else those are like I'm addicted. And the boxes themselves being only $25, it's such a great value because I think I was reading somewhere that you get, it varies, but anywhere from like maybe average $85 worth of products, sometimes more for $25. Yeah. So we try to make sure that there's at least $85 in value. We've had boxes that are well over $100 in value. And the whole reason behind this was leveraging Ivana and I's sort of, I guess, following to get these brands that are fairly price, fairly expensive and get them to do it at like a super low like cost share or minimal cost so that we can literally hand all those savings to our customer. Because back when I was first sort of trying to navigate beauty and self-care, I realized if you don't know what you're looking for, it's really easy to like buy something that A, is probably loaded with chemicals and toxic ingredients you don't want on your skin, especially if you're a mom or breastfeeding, or you end up spending a fortune because you think that this is the only option or the best option. So now we have the best quality stuff, but at a fraction of the cost. I love it. And I can vouch as being someone within her presence only a couple days ago, your skin looks phenomenal. And I actually was going to ask you, what do you use on your skin? (laughs) So I'm glad that we can share this with everyone. I'm definitely scooping up all of these things. And (laughs) so in addition to finding the beauty box, where can people just find you and support you? Well, thank you. You guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Daniela Monet. Pretty much that's my main profile that I hang out on and have a lot of fun with. It's ironic that I'm like, where can people find you? Meanwhile, you have like four, over 4 million followers <laughs> already. So they've probably already found you. But for those of you who haven't, please go follow Daniela. She does amazing stories as well, whether it's stuff she's cooking, things with her kids, just really, really amazing content. You do a really good job on there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just excited to be able to like chat with you and be so transparent about like such a different like conversation than I'm used to talking about. (laughs) So hopefully it was Mm -hmm. met with, you know, some kind listeners out there who just realize we're real people literally hanging out having an almost two hour conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Thank you so much for all of your time. And I know when we did the live podcast, which by the way, guys, I don't know when I'm getting that back because I did not record it myself. The summit did and they're sending it to me. So I know or I hope that I will have audio as well as video. I will let you know where to find the live podcast that I did at the Vegan Women's Summit with Daniela. In the end of that, I asked her her favorite song and she did... (laughs) 
probably the coolest thing ever. She sang it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so perfect. Because as you know, at the end of every episode, I play a song. So even though I couldn't play one at the live podcast, she sang one. (laughs) And it was way my version of one. And if anyone is listening that watched me on Victorious, they know that I do not have a voice. So it's like a real... (laughs) It's just, it's so good. It's, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) That made the show for me. I absolutely (laughs) loved it. I'm like, yes, I'm still getting the outro song. So do you want to pick that one? Which was a Spice Girls song, by the way. It was a Spice Girls song. Can you play the real one? It was... um, I can. Yeah, play the real one. Okay. What was the name of it? I can't remember because it wasn't one of their main ones. It was like... Um, It was... Stop Right There. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Stop Right There. Yeah. Or it's called, yeah, Stop. I think so. I don't know. You'll find it, you know. Small little British group, Spice Girls. Hopefully I can find find the information somewhere. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and for this first. You're popping a lot of my cherries here. My first live podcast and now my first show recap podcast. So thank Me you so too. much. Me too. Actually, both are my first too. We got to experience our first together. Wow. I love it. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. You just walked in.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.